What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Norman Murray. Welcome to another episode of the Building Bridges podcast. For my regular listeners, I appreciate you and your support so much. And to those first timers, welcome to the podcast. All right, let's build a bridge. Today's episode is titled Beauty Within Pain. And I stole that title from the author and guest that we have today. Uh, Many of you know most of my audio podcasts are solo, but every so often I'm blessed with some really great people. Today is no exception, and I am excited, excuse me, to have with me Miss Crystal Baylor Johnson. She is an entrepreneur and owner of Dew's Blossom Garden, and now proud to say a published author. Thank you. Yeah, so- there you go. That that that's that that's that applause. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the title of her book is "The Beauty Within Pain." Yeah. All right. And so let me introduce you, Crystal. Come on and talk to the people. Thank you for having me, Norman. I appreciate it. The warm welcome and following me through. So yes, everyone, I'm here. The owner of Dew's Blossom Garden and the first-time writer of *The Beauty Within Pain*. Awesome, awesome. You know, we gonna I, the the goal as always, even in the video podcast that I do, the goal is always to to help somebody out there, to always give an encouraging word. And and for those of you that may not know, one of the mantras of building bridges is to motivate you to inspire you and to provoke you in thought and today we are going to do just that with some of the words and some of the uh uh, conversation we're speaking to miss crystal here and um i'm just going to jump right in right so there's so many ways that a person can look at beauty within pain right and the first thing for me that had came to mind is a woman going through labor only to see the beauty in the child that has been birthed right we 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 know that she has to go through some sort of pain every woman has a different threshold no matter what though there's a pain that's associated with giving birth another aspect of this can be that of an emotional or mental pain when you're studying for something like a master's degree or that PhD, I mean, you get so deep into the books, your head starts hurting. And and I got to be honest, I used to watch my wife study and, and have her context cards. And she's got 15 books on this side, the laptop open on that side. And I can see, I can literally see the vein popping out her head because she would be in pain trying to get this work down. Uh, but there's a definite beauty in receiving that degree at the end, right? There's a reward. But then we have you, Miss Crystal, right? Right. And and, and your beauty within pain derives, you know, from a from a different place where honestly, many might not see beauty in that position. And so my first question to you, Miss Crystal, is can you talk to the people about the pain that you faced and how the beauty came about? Well, Norman, it. you know, back in in 2020, actually all began in 2019 when my mother fell ill. Um, however, you know, we all had the hopes of or was given the hopes that she was getting better. Um, you know, it started out with some small and, you know, as such as a little cough. And then it grew into something we didn't know about or, you know, whereas the doctors didn't know um they was just trying and you know giving her medicine antibiotics the oxygen or what have you going back and forth to the doctors but in the midst of all of that uh she kept going she kept living she kept laughing she kept being herself and on the outside you saw all you know like we we knew she was wasn't perfect you know like well Right. But at hopes that she was getting well, because that's what was given to us. Um, but inside, she had all the pain inside. She was never one where, you know, she wanted a pity party or, or a pity party, sorry, or someone to, you know, 
nurse her or, or take care of her because she was that person to everyone else. Right. Uh, so when it when when it hit us, it hit us big because it hit us unexpectedly. Right. When we were told she was going to survive and get back up and she was getting better. So when I got that phone call that, you know, on September 8th, you know, from my dad that, you know, she was in the hospital and he couldn't stay, but I forced my way there. I said, I'm going anyway. So when I, in, in my book, I wrote that, you know, when I got to the hospital at, you know, a little after nine and they told me that, you know, she was getting a procedure done or what have you, and she recovered, she's doing well, well, Norman, that's when that pain hit me because what I saw, it, it wasn't what I was told. Right. You know, and that's when my mother came out and she is on a ventilator. Wow. She's on, she's non-responsive. She's just there, right? So when I saw that, it that's when that I was hit with the biggest storm ever that I could have ever imagined knowing that, you know, at that moment, I'm not going to beat this. That's it for me, you know? You know, the doctor's not being straight with you. The nurse is not talking to you. And at that moment, everybody was using COVID as an excuse. Mm. You know, when when a doctor, you know, he he tells you he tells you that you can't I'm not gonna talk to you. You gotta talk to my medical staff. That's when the pain hit me. Right. When the nurse says, Oh honey, I'll be out in a moment to explain everything to you, but you never see the nurses. That's when the pain hit me. But the storm never stopped even after the next day when I had the call to check on her. Right. And that was the last phone call. Mm. That's when the hurricane got bigger. So at that time, I did not know how I was going to overcome that pain. And at that time, that's when I did not know I was going to survive life at all. My mother, my best friend, the person, you know, who plays the big role in your life, in my life, that role stopped. Everything stopped, I felt like, at that moment. But it wasn't until almost a year later that I realized my mother had a story to tell. It's just that she wasn't here to tell it, right? Right. So that pain that I will never forget I will say the heart is still tender Mm. it may bleed sometimes but not as much as it did right Um, healing takes time so it's still in the healing process um But I knew I had to take that pain in order to understand how to blossom. When someone tells you and gives you hopes that this special person in your life is getting better surviving but prior to that prior to that you were told by 
the doctors it's nothing I can do right my hands are tied so then when you put trust in another doctor who promises you that they are the doctor they are the one who can do it who can fix it and then say she's getting better you know it's it's nothing but high hopes right that's right. what anybody who's going through anything right when, absolutely when you have someone who tells you right in your face that this is getting better you're almost there trust me and then a month later it's it's done it's gone what happened right and then everybody disappears it's no straight answers it's nothing it's nothing it's just mute that hurts you know you you your story your mother's story right it's it is unique even though you know you know from from the outside looking in somebody might be listening right now and say you know well you know people go through this all the time and and people die but but that was your mother that was your relationship you see what i'm saying so so it was unique to you and and your family because you didn't go through it alone you had your sister your dad brothers uncle who, who whoever is around your husband your own your own child right you went through that and and it's uh it's important for people to know that it's one of the reasons why i never say well i know what you're going through you know because the truth of the matter is if we lost our mothers on the same day the same way we can only identify truly in the loss not necessarily the pain because my relationship with my mother is different than yours with yours right so so for those out there listening right now please do your best that if you're around someone that has lost a loved one and maybe you have as well try your best to refrain from saying i know how you feel because uh, uh it's almost a slap in the face to a degree right because you really don't know how i feel and um i just want you to know that you know in that situation no one can know what you were feeling and truly know what you were going through even your dad even your sister right each one of you had a unique relationship with that special woman mm-hmm. called mom called my wife right so miss do right i'm gonna call her miss do is that all right yeah that's amen miss <laughs> do that's right i'm gonna call her miss do <laughs> yes amen so you know um so I'm, I'm i'm thinking right and and as you're speaking i'm um and so everyone out there please know i have the book the book is an awesome read again again please uh, I, i'm going to big it up at the end but the beauty within pain and, and i need to talk about it in chapter one you wrote this and i'm going to read it and everyone's hearing life is a sensitive circle one half is precious but known as beauty and the other half is pain known as a storm both sides come with a journey we must walk through and understand what that purpose is and so for me the word sensitive really stuck out to me you see because i talked about the uniqueness in the relationship but the truth is god made each of us as an individualized person no matter if you have a a fraternal twin a, a identical twin whatever it is you are still unique and so when you wrote the word life is a sensitive circle that's what got me to thinking about that and 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 also obviously if you're listening to building bridges you know i'm going to bring the word of god out and so i want to tie a couple of things together in in that statement but also two scriptures uh, uh i will praise thee for i am fearfully and wonderfully made and that's out of psalm 139 
and then in first peter but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people and so when i read those scriptures and i look back at what you wrote can you tie those together for us about this sensitive circle so you know everybody's life to me is different Mm -hmm. um and we all have you know no one's here by accident no one's here by accident we all have a purpose we all have a purpose to live. Some of us don't even know what the purpose is. I didn't know what the of life, you know, what my life was. And I didn't understand my mother's purpose. And she was always busy. She was always a busybody. However, in her busy days, she knew how to manage her time wow. with her job her family, her church, her friends, or just her having her me time. She knew how to do it. Whereas there's some that just can't. And right. then they go crazy and, you know, like, oh, I don't know where I was. I'm losing my mind. I'm stressed out, what have you. She rarely ever used the word stressed. Mm. I don't think I've heard her say stressed. <laughs> he never said depressed. Mm. If she was any of those things, she kept it inside. And to to look at Psalms one thirty nine fourteen. When I after I lost her, you know, it you I sat back and I reflected on her life in right. my life, not her entire life because. You know, she was, she's my mother. She's before me, right? Right. I reflected on her life within my life and all that I saw her do, all that we talked about, all that people said about her. And she lived life fearfully. Mm, She was not, she feared no one but the Lord. You know, she did what he told her to do. That's why she worked. Like, she didn't even speak retirement. My mom was 62. And she didn't, I don't think she really bothered to retire. Right. She was going to work until God said, sit down. (laughs) I know that's right. So many people I know like that. She she put love before her she put loving others before herself most days and she was not afraid to offer a hand she was not afraid to love she was not afraid to pray for a person she was not she was not afraid to live right And God made her to do the things that she was capable of doing. God made her to fulfill her purpose in her life. He created her to be that roof. He created her to live and to love and to laugh without fear. Even her own enemies, if she had any, you know, like, and that allowed me to understand my purpose in the moment of when I wrote The Beauty Within Pain. But prior to that, to pick up a reef, the circle of life, the circle of love, the circle that Jesus wore around his head. Right. And decorate it. And fulfill it. With love. That represented her. And I had to do it without fear. I was never one who. We. I knew I. I always talked about. You know starting a reef business. And you know my sister would talk about starting. Her business. And my sister was more 
bolder than I was when it came to stuff like that. But for me, it was, I'm not doing that. I'm not asking nobody for support or any of that. Right. But I had to put my fear aside. Normally, I had to put my fears aside to write this book, meaning I had to relive the events. Right. Absolutely. And in that moment, that's when God said, I gave it to you and you have to fulfill it. Mm, That's good. I had to understand later after I wrote the beauty within pain, I had to understand that this life is given to us and in this life is not going to be easy. It's sensitive because we are sensitive. We're human. That's right. Every event that we experience, whether it's pain or whether it's joy, it's sensitive because it means something. Mm. Regardless if the next door neighbor understands it or not, it means something. And we have to walk the journey of both to understand what God put in us. Yeah. What God has for us. We're chosen for our own purpose and our own opportunities that we're called to. Absolutely. Um, so my mother had a purpose to live in her life. Yes, she had experienced some pain, let me tell you. But her pain did not outweigh her beauty of life. Mm, amen, I know that's right. You know, the, I'm, I, even as you're speaking, right, I'm thinking about the word pain itself and, and the pain, the word, you know, you can use it as a noun, you can use it as a verb. And and as a noun, it, it speaks to, to actually feeling the physical and the suffering that someone goes through. And I, and I hear that even in your speech, even when you uh, uh, rehash and relive, like you said, you had to go through some discomfort to write the book but then I also can see the verb side because the verb side means inflicting mental or physical pain now while you may not have put your hands on anyone or even yourself but even in the process of going through some of that there's some some mental things going on when we rehash you know um my dad passed away in 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 2010 and I got to be honest with you, it took a long time for me to really, really um, mourn. You know, I was dealing with so much other things going on in my life at the time. And so it took a while. But when it hit, you know, I started beating myself up. I started inflicting my own mental because I I went into that that mindset of I wish I could have would have right that I I wish I would have had just one more conversation with him I wish I would have did this I wish I would have did that you know and nothing was further from the truth as far as uh, why he passed or that I did something wrong or he did something wrong it it, it, it was time uh, God made that decision but I, I definitely inflicted um, some some of my own mental pain on myself and and so as i hear you speak about this i i can tell you know that you 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 had some days and some some nights that maybe you know you wanted to quit but there was no quit in you you just kept pushing because the purpose that uh, god placed on you in this this book had to be written so i i thank you for that thank you absolutely um i'm blown away uh, and by the way, to my audience out there, this is the second time that I'm sitting with this awesome young lady. The first time was on video. You can go check that out. But uh, I'm always blown away by your speech, by by your transparency. And if we could see her face right now, I'm not saying she's shedding a tear, but you can see and you can feel and you can visualize uh, the pain that she went through. And so 
I want us to to really think about purchasing this book because it is a great read and it will help you. It can help you in different ways and it doesn't have to be the same loss that she went through, but just the loss itself. You can replace uh, uh, certain things as far as the feeling and, and how she pressed through to see what her purpose was. Um, again, I'm just blown away. Uh, with that being said, uh, I think this is a great moment for us to take a quick break. I'm going to go pay some bills. Y'all know what that is. Give me about 30 seconds. Uh, I'm going to let all of that settle in your spirit and we'll be right back. All right, everyone, we're back with Crystal Bella Johnson, author of The Beauty Within Pain. And we just talked a little bit. Oh, man, about uh, uh, one of the chapters in the book. And we're going to move forward because there's another piece in here. You know, uh, at your book signing, Crystal, I had the opportunity to meet your father. Right. I, I, I learned who he was, you know, and I walked over to him and I shook his hand and we talked a little bit. Turns out we have uh, uh, more than just you in common. Right. We live in the same community. Didn't even know it, but we live in the same community. And so we had an opportunity to, uh, to to talk a little bit. So in chapter four, a couple's love. This is what you wrote. Our parents were inseparable. Not always perfect, but beautiful enough for one another to fly as one. Oh my gosh, that blew me away. You know, because I just recently celebrated my uh, 29th wedding anniversary. As a matter of fact, last week. And your parents were uh, married for 39 years, if I read correctly, right? Yes. All right, 39 years. See, see, y'all think I'm playing. I got this book. I, I, I ain't playing. So I, it immediately took me to Genesis 2 and 44. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave until, excuse me, unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. So the fact that you said that it wasn't always perfect, but beautiful enough for one to, for them to fly as one. That was awesome. That was a great piece that you put in there. It hit home. Uh, there's a word that I love to use that I just learned five years ago was a real word. And the word is stick to and what it means is tenacity, to have determination. And even though you pointed out that it wasn't always perfect, they stuck in there and they kept it going. They held on to one another. And, and I just need you to talk to me a little bit about why it is you put that chapter and why you wrote that. My parents were, they met in high school, but they always knew each other. Um, so where they're from, you know, it's everybody knows a lot of people. Everybody know each other. Um, my dad was, it could be a bit of a handful. And we always wonder, like, how can a lady such as our mother <laughs> be able to stick by and handle someone you know, just like our father. He was hold a up, hold he, up. Wait a wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. This is a time for me. I have to say thank you to my wife because I say the same thing quite often, <laughs> even now. Like how and why? I know she loves me, but geez, how did she stick with me this long? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but you, it it's beautiful. It was beautiful. It was funny. It was hilarious. They had good times. They had bad times. Um, and a couple's love you know when you saw them you would not have thought that they would have this marriage whereas um it could be filled with fun and love and you know joy or whatnot but all of that had to be created from some you know rough edges no marriage perfect right and my mother and my father they've been through a lot um they've been through a lot but one thing about my mother is she did not she was not afraid 
to stand up for her marriage. Mm. She was not afraid to pray or stand up for her husband or up against her husband. If she had to, she would let him know. And she had, she was not afraid to ask God to help her mold this man if that was her place and she did through their roughest storms she got on her knees and she prayed I know that's right you know she the arguments the fights the 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 gossiping in the public streets <laughs> none of that knocked her down right but him as a man which I believe my grandfather who passed away in 2019 my dad's dad he was a good man he was a wonderful man and it I honestly believe it, it. He had a warm heart. He had a warm heart, and that warm heart it trickles down. But it takes a man to pick it up, right? To accept what's trickling, right? And my dad, he he picked it up. He picked up that spark. He picked up that trickle. He never left my mom through all the mess he never left my mom right even when she got fed up he he found a way to ask God for forgiveness Hmm. to love more to learn to be patient because he was not patient (laughs) she was his patience she was his prayer warrior he was her rock her king their love story you know what is a love story without without some drama right (laughs) right and rocks trembling yes you know and every every rock can weigh a different pound every you know storm can come at different speeds so not every marriage is going to experience the same, right? Right. But every marriage to me has pain and beauty. Um, when my mother learned how to pray for our dad, his strength got stronger, his heart got warmer. Mm. His like he he changed. Prayer changes things. Come on now. Prayer changes people. It might not happen overnight. And she would say that. She will always, she told all of us, me and my sisters and my dad, it'll be morning, noon, and night. She'll tell us all the time, even on the telephone, be patient. Right. And I think that came from her being patient with her husband over the course of the years. Right. Okay. You know, she she had to be patient with him. The more she prayed, she might not have saw the change overnight. The more she prayed, she might not have saw the walls turning, you know, right. so smoothly. But she knew her prayers were being answered when this mm-hmm. man was deacon. Right. He might not have stayed it you know in that position he drifted away from church for a little bit right but she knew her prayers were answered when he came on back home to the church and he would ask her what does this mean or what did you know what that mean right absolutely and she would explain it to him. That wisdom, that knowledge, and that understanding is sunk down in him. Her prayers were being answered. 
and whatever was said you know about their marriage in the streets or what have you my mom never walked with her head held down right because she then understood God got me the prayer and the beauty of her grace she had patience with this man I wrote right and God gave them another chance he knew he needed this queen but he also knew she needed this king he put them two together she didn't just go out there and meet somebody he put them two together God put them two together for a reason and in last 30 mm-hmm. years I mean that's a blessing all in itself right there 39 years you know yes and he he didn't you when I watched my parents come from both of their parents were amazing they had all that they needed but I watched them I did watch them struggle some right but I also watched them build mm-hmm I watched their dreams come true together. They prospered together. They might not have been, you know, the Apple iPhone makers or, you know, software uh, creators or what have you, but they prospered together. God made them rich in their own way, meaning in heart. Right. And he let them to do this together. She was true to her king. She was, she did not pretend. Norma, she did not pretend. She did, she was not quick to anger. When he was quick to anger, she was quick to come through with a touch that only mm, a graceful touch. Right. It just smoothed the waters. Their love, their marriage, it prospered out of darkness. And God was able to shine light so that whoever would ask will understand the meaning behind a couple's love. Right. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. But if you remain in prayer and accept the grace and mercy of the Lord, absolutely. Mm. You know, and it's it's so important too, you know, for those of us that are listening and uh, to you right now and talking about prayer, just in general, it's so important you know, the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous availeth much, right? And and every situation won't be the same. Every marriage definitely is not going to be the same, but uh, uh, we stand in prayer for one another. We stand in proxy for the things that we, we need God to move on our behalf, right? And so although one might not be living a certain way, right? Or one might have strayed away, the fact that the other one knows how to pray, knows how to speak to the Lord on their behalf. It's amazing how God moves and responds to our prayer. And so, um, you know, I'm blessed by that chapter. I'm blessed by the way you speak about your parents and their love. Again, the transparency, right? It's not about faking it and say, oh, my parents were the greatest thing and this and this. No, we had problems, you know, and they had issues. But you know what? Love conquers all, right? Yeah. So so, so that's beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I, I think about, there's another part that I'm, I'm going to bring up in a second, you know, but even when I, I think about that chapter, about your parents and, and, and the fact that it says one 
for one another to fly as one. You know, it's so important, right? Because like you said, you know, they may have had some some ups, some downs, because that's what a marriage truly is. But at the end of the day, they were one. They were one. They were one. They were one. And and it doesn't mean that, you know, there's not going to be some some things that come in between or whatever it is, but they never let go of each other. They stayed together. They that word I said, stick to itiveness. They were determined to stay together. They used tenacity and maybe one was using tenacity more than the other at one point in time and then the other. But however you look at it, those words, tenacity, determination, right? They 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 kept it going. So whether she had it one minute and he had it the next, whatever it was, it worked. And so uh, we can look back at your parents as an example of, of of how, you know, marriage can be, you know, yeah. because if anyone says that there's no no issues, and man, I, I, I got a question now. Like, wait a minute. Y'all you telling me y'all, y'all both like grits the same way. Y'all both like like the door closed halfway you you what you both want the ac on and, and one doesn't want the window open I, mm-hmm. I find that hard that's crazy right yeah you know so there's always something yeah. you know um but as we come down here you know i again i just thank you so much you know for for agreeing to to have this conversation with me and I, and I know it's helping somebody out there right now because someone is thinking about their their parents right now somebody is thinking about the situation you spoke about your parents and their own lives and their own situation because they may be going through a rocky moment right now and that woman that man that's listening right now they're trying to figure out well maybe I'm the one that needs to have the tenacity right now. Maybe I'm the one that needs to show that determination to fight and stick with this thing, right? So so it's going to help people in a, in a different way. Yeah. You know, as you move closer now toward the end, toward the end of the book, not the end, but I, I noticed that right at the end of the chapters, right? You made it so that people can write in the book and answer a question or two and put their own thoughts down to how they can identify with the words that you're writing. And in chapter 11, titled Her Golden Wings, there is a question at the end of the chapter. And it says, are you fearless to show the beauty that was hidden behind your pain. And and I read that and I was like, wow. You're talking about somebody not being afraid to to be vulnerable for a moment or maybe for the continuation of their lifetime, right? Because depending on what the the issue was or what the concern was, how long that that is so can you speak to why you put that particular question in there so <laughs> no i've never been uh, a person to talk to the public okay um, well that's about to change i, I see <laughs> <laughs> Look, wait, wait. You can't have too many more book signings and not talk to people. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> um, I've never been... I've, I've been more... Um, I'm kind of, you know, to myself, private. I talk to my, you know, family, my friends. Um, but to be open, that, that wasn't me. Um, so, mind you, Dews Blossom Garden... You know the 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 creation of reefs and the beauty within pain. I didn't know that was coming. I did not know this was coming. I did not know this was my purpose. I did not know this was going to prosper. Right. So when I began making my reefs and calling them by name and giving them you know, a description to to explain their title. It opened up. Okay. It opened up. So I had to, and I was encouraged by many. I was encouraged by many friends and family. I was encouraged by many. Um, 
never didn't really want to do it but gave it a shot so I did it and when I did it it was I had to I slowly opened up by telling the meaning behind Dew's Blossom Garden so the more I told the story the more the expressions I saw on people's faces was like oh my god someone said I love that you have strength you are strong keep doing what you're doing what have you but I didn't do it to I start you know it was my therapy it was for me to to find a way to stay connected to my mom to continue to help me to remember what she taught me how she lived how she loved or what have you and as I'm going out and I'm meeting people strangers and 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 you know from different states different counties or what have you that's when I realized you cannot be afraid of the gift crystal that was given to you I like that and and it's true right and And, and the cool thing is that I can say that I was one of those people now (laughs) yeah like you cannot and I and I asked God, I said, you gave me this vision. What do you want me to do with it? And it was 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you said you was going to write a book. That's what you told your mother. And here we are. And here we are. Birth from the reefs, dews blossom garden, the beauty within pain. That is awesome. You know, and, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say. So when I wrote that, when I began to write that book, that's when I received the confirmation that I was more fearless than I thought I was. You know, that fear and that uh, uh, reluctantness, you know, it, it, it comes from a place of not understanding and not knowing. And God already, know, you know, I, I tell people all the time, right? God does not call people that are equipped. Mm-hmm. Okay. He calls people and then he equips them to do what it is that he wants them to do. Right. And sometimes we we could be in that place where it's like, well, that's not for me or that's not, you know, I don't know what's what's happening. But then it takes something in our lives, whether it's a uh, a tragedy or whether it's a a something. Right. And, and it, and it kind of shakes us to our core. Right. And then all of a sudden in that shaking. You get to see and get to hear from God where he was always talking to you about it, because the writer that is in you has always been there that's not new you know it might be new to the pages that we're looking at but the writer in you has always been there it's just a question of 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 when you realized it and when you let go and let god truly right and um to the people that are home listening and again i know sometimes it's hard that's why i said in the beginning that to some they might not see the beauty within pain when you're talking about uh, a a parent a loved one passing away but that might have been the thing that gave you the thrust to move to the next level you see what i'm saying and so we don't and and i'm talking about us you and i right um because i'm very respectful and cognizant that not everyone that listens to my show follows christ and i understand that you know and and i'm respectful to to them but for us the ones that do we know in the back of our minds doesn't take away the pain but we understand that god does not make mistakes yeah right and so and so we we push and we 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 live through it we write down we talk about this sensitive circle like you wrote in chapter one right we we move on to the next thing we start to remember chapter four when you wrote about your parents love the couple's love right we 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 go even deeper and we get 
to her golden wings and that and that question that you're asking the audience, the people in the world that one day will read this book. Are you fearless to show the beauty that was hidden behind your pain? And so I thank you for that. Um, I know the audience. Because we can't be. We, yeah. Come on. Some of us are still afraid. And Norman, like I said, to be in that space back at the hospital. And there was no warning, no nothing. Nothing. Right. I was scared for a long time. Mm. I mean, a long time. So, everybody, like I said, you know, that sensitive circle, one side is beauty, one side is pain. Yes. But everybody's beauty is different. Everybody's pain is different. Everybody's pain is different. Regardless of what the situation is. Regardless of what the loss is. Who the loss is. No matter what. It's different. Right. But we all have a story to tell. And behind that pain is beauty that is waiting to blossom. Yes. Come on. I love it. Behind that pain there's beauty waiting to blossom and that beauty that story whereas we all have a story to tell it's going to bless somebody else and i i didn't i didn't write this book to to like this is not a tell all type of book this is right. like like if that was that kind of book I could have said a whole lot more but that's not this kind of book right this book is to help someone to face the fear of mountain to get the strength to push that fear of mountain aside and allow all that beauty all that beauty that's behind you to shift forward and blossom yes so that all the butterflies and the cardinals and, and all of that can just bloom from it and say here I am I have a journey to walk a life to live and I'm going to do it in beauty and there are times I, don't get me wrong there are times where I just I'll shift back I, I, will, I will end up out I'll fall back just a little bit, not a whole lot. Right. And I'll ball up, I'll cry. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of the process. Absolutely. You know, it's part of the process, but I still, I still talk to God and I still ask him. And I'll still tell him, you told me that you heard my prayers, you seen my tears, you are restoring me. God, restore me. 100%. 100%. You know, my mom, it took me and my sister a very, very, very long time for us to say this. She won. Hmm. W O N, she won. Right. I hear you. And I know she approved because she told me to write the book. I just ain't know what she meant. She said, write that book. And then, you know, a few weeks ago, it was about three, four weeks ago, I had a dream that I was at my son's game and it was just crowds of people. My mom always attended my son's games and it was a crowd, crowds of people. The crowd split in half. Hmm. My mom was standing right there and she smiled at me. Wow. She smiled at me, Norman. When I woke up, I said, thank you. Thank you, God, for allowing me to see my mother's face. Thank you, mom, for smiling because I know you approved. 
and I know you're good. You won. Right. We have to be fearless to endure the pain to blossom. There's more. There's so much more for us to do. There's so much more for us to live for. It's so much. And what I learned through this whole process of going through the pain and blossoming from my pain is I'm not afraid to talk to God, have conversations with him. And I'm definitely not afraid to ask him to give me the desires of my heart. Right. And we can't be. We can't be. We can't be. We have to be specific with God. We have to uh, 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 tell him what we want. Tell him what we need. Right. We have to do that. We have to be specific. Mm-hmm. And, and and he answers those prayers. You know, we talked he about your, we talked about your mother praying for your father. Yes. The, uh, uh, the truth be told is most of us aren't even here unless somebody was praying for us. You yeah. know, because I can sit back right now and remember my life before Christ. Mm-hmm. And I know if my mama and my grandma and my whoever and pastors and whoever that came across in my lifetime that knew who God was and had an intimate relationship with him could go to him on my behalf. I know that's why I'm still alive. So so you're right. There is more. There is so much more. And I felt as though, you know, all the seeds that my mother sowed, she had to dig deep. She had to get dirty. She had to be patient for that seed to prosper, for that ground to tremble so that some beauty can grow up, right? Right. Mama has so much beauty behind her pain. Her beauty outweighed her pain. She showed it while she was living here. That's why a lot of people would say, I didn't know your mom was... Some people would say, I did not know your mom was sick. When I saw her, she looked good. Right. That was the beauty that outshone the pain. Right. And it's just that she wasn't... She Technically, Norma, she told the story because she lived it. (laughs) Absolutely. I just wrote some of it for those that did not know her. There you go. And I appreciate that because I did not know mama. I did not know know Miss Beauty. I just wrote what God told me to write for those that did not know her, who did not live with her or live beside her or grew up with her to understand her. So that's what I did. Her beauty outweighing her pain, her being fearless to endure the pain to blossom, those seeds she sowed allowed for me, my sister, to do the same. In the book, I talked about how my sister got on the stage. She was fearless to show her beauty from her pain. And my briefs, my book, it just goes to show that I was fearless to show the beauty from my pain. Absolutely. And I encourage everyone else, get the book. Come on. Get, get the, the book. beauty within pain. Go to my website doosblossomgarden.com order your book absolutely and that information it'll it'll be in the description of the podcast for you to get there'll be a link there where you can go directly to her website you can go to her Instagram or Facebook follow her see what's going on with Doos Blossom and then also with Miss Crystal. I'm going to call her Miss Crystal from now on. That's what it is. Miss Do and Miss Crystal. How you doing? That's yes. right. That's what it's going to be. And you know, listen, I, I appreciate you again. Again, I appreciate your transparency. I love having conversations with you and then also with people like you as well because it is important that people understand that they are not alone in whatever it is that they're going through in, in their life. And so I'm a firm believer. I'm like you, the same thing. I I don't do this for money. I don't do this for show. I don't do it for for popularity. I love what I do. I love to be able to speak to people genuinely and still talk about the word of God at the same time because people are hurting Mm 
in this world and they need Christ. And so to be able to talk about him in a real life situation and how he brings us through, it's important for me. It's important for building bridges. Uh, uh, the people that follow me and oh my gosh, they support me. They understand that, that there will never be a conversation, whether it's on video, whether I make it to TV, what, whatever it is that will always have Jesus Christ as the center point in the conversation. And I pray that something was said that inspired you all tonight, today, whenever you're listening, that motivated you and at least provoked you in thought. Yes. And by the way, Building Bridges has moved into its next phase, which is life coaching. So life coaching with Norm is now available. So you can go on my website, book your free consultation today, buildingbridges520.com. And don't forget to check the links in the description so that you can find all of Crystal's website and social media information as well. I love you all, Miss Crystal. I appreciate you so much for coming on my platform and, and, and having the fearlessness to endure your pain to blossom. I pray for you and your family, your husband, your son, that the Lord just keeps blessing you over and over and over again. Y'all keep building those bridges. God bless. Thank you, Norman. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Always, always, always. All right, now we'll see you at the next appointed time. Take care.